I'm just going to speak now, hopefully very briefly. And um, so firstly, welcome. Welcome to Weymouth Family Church. It's great to see everybody here this Easter morning. Uh, my name is Mick, if you don't know me. And um, I'm uh, one of the leaders here in the church. Um, I, I had the privilege of speaking at the gathering uh the outside gathering on Good Friday uh, as the churches gathered together. And um, it was a bit wet and raining, and I, and I sort of tried to keep it as brief as possible, uh, conscious of the fact that people were getting rained on. But I just felt to remind us of the event that took place earlier on in this week uh, over in France, where uh, a French um, gendarme, a French police officer, Arnaud Beltran um, gave himself as an exchange for a hostage. And I made the point that somewhere today in Carcassonne or somewhere in that area, there is a person who is alive because of that man's actions. And how that that is what Jesus has done for us each one of us, but not just for us, but for millions and millions and millions. Jesus gave himself in exchange for millions and millions of hostages who were held hostage and captive to sin and the power of the enemy. And he set us free so that we can be alive. And he died in our place. Easter is, I think it's fair to say, the most significant event in the Christian calendar. And more than that, the event that we're remembering at Easter is the single most important event in the whole of human history, which is a big claim. It's arguably the case that, that the whole of history is pivoted around that event of Jesus dying on the cross and rising from the dead. And we're celebrating Jesus' resurrection from the dead this morning. You know, he wasn't the first person to be resurrected from the dead. Um, Elijah in the Old Testament uh, prayed for a boy, and he was raised from the dead. And we know that Jesus raised his friend Lazarus from the dead. Um, you know, and, and others that Jesus raised from the dead. But he was the first one and the only one as was, came in the reading, who, kind of, who predicted his own death, told people, I'm going to die, and on the third day I will rise again. He's the only one to do that. And in rising from the dead, he demonstrated that everything that he said was true. You know, anybody can say, anybody can say, I forgive all your sins. It could just be words. But because Jesus rose from the dead. He showed that he had the power and the authority to say, your sins are forgiven. So when Jesus says to you and to me, I'm forgiving you your sins, we know that he has the power to do that. He's demonstrated that he has the power and the authority to do that. It's not just words. And so we can rejoice that our sins have indeed been forgiven. And we are indeed in a love relationship 
with a risen Savior. This morning, that is what we're celebrating. Now, I could have focused this morning on the joy and the celebration of the resurrection. But actually, I felt I needed to bring a warning. I just felt as I was, and I've felt it for a while, that just on this Easter day, this message should be, in in once it's quite a serious message. Um, And it might only be for, for one person. For many of you, this message will be well known, and it doesn't apply to you. You've already heard it and already responded to it. But I just felt this is what I needed to bring this Easter morning. Okay, who looks at customer reviews when you buy things online? Anybody? Yeah? Do they make any difference to you, though? They do. Do you look at online reviews? I, I have to say, so I've got this tablet here. Um, it's, a, it's a fairly cheap one. It does the job. But the picture quality on the screen, quite honestly, is rubbish. And I suspect that if I'd read the customer reviews, it might have told me that. Instead, I only focused on the price. And it was cheap for a reason. <laughs> but it does the job. But many of us are like that. We, we don't heed the warnings. You know, or even if we see the warnings, maybe we choose to focus on something else. You know, we might get a couple of positive reviews and there might be a few negative reviews. Uh, but there was some good, so, you know, maybe I'll be okay. Maybe I'll be one of the ones that gets good customer service. Maybe I'll be one of the ones that gets a good product. You know, I know some of these people didn't, but, I, you know, I want to get it because for whatever reason, you know, the, I, I ignore the warnings. Now, um, I put a few, I've found a few sort of humorous warnings. There's, there's been somebody who I think, or a bit of a movement really, of, of making humorous signs on the trains and on tubes, uh, which look like the, the real thing, but they're not. And when you read them, some of them are quite silly. So, um, Elaine, if you'd just like to just, uh, there's, there's one. Um, but, um, you know, uh, those are some humorous warnings, but we tend not to necessarily listen to the warnings. And the story that I'm about to tell you is a story actually that Andrew preached on uh, a few months ago. Um, and uh, I'm, we're going to read it. I'm going to read it to you in a moment. And I'm sure the significance of the punchline on this Easter Sunday uh, will not be lost on you. So if you'd like to just put up the next one. It's Luke 16. 19 to 31, the rich man and Lazarus. There was a rich man who was dressed in purple and fine linen and lived in luxury every day. At his gate was laid a beggar named Lazarus, covered with sores, and longing to eat what fell from the rich man's table. Even the dogs came and licked his sores. Every, every, uh, the time came when the beggar died and the angels carried him to Abraham's side. The rich man also died and was buried in Hades, where he was in torment. He looked up and saw Abraham far away with Lazarus by his side. That's obviously not the same Lazarus that I was talking about earlier that was raised from the dead. It's a different Lazarus. So he called to him, Father Abraham, have pity on me and send Lazarus to dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue because I am in agony 
in this fire. But Abraham replied, son, remember that in your lifetime you received good things while Lazarus received bad things. But now he is comforted here and you are in agony. And besides all this, between us and you, a great chasm has been set in place so that those who want to go from here to you cannot, nor can anyone cross over from there to us. He answered, then I beg you, Father, send Lazarus to my family, for I have five brothers. Let him warn them so that they will not also come to this place of torment. Abraham replied, they have Moses and the prophets. Let them listen to them. No, Father Abraham, he said, but if someone from the dead goes to them, they will repent. He said to him, if they do not listen to Moses and the prophets, they will not be convinced, even if someone rises from the dead. Now, you may remember Andrew's uh, kind of reenactment uh, of that story with people standing up here to represent Abraham and Lazarus and a rich man and uh, a couple of people to represent dogs. I think I might have been one of those um, that we had when, when Andrew went through the story. Um, but just move on. Next uh, screen. First one. Just very simply, Jesus is telling us that there is a place called hell. And it is possible to end up there. I don't want to labor the point and uh, sound like an old-fashioned sort of hellfire and brimstone preacher. That's not my intention. But simply to say that Jesus did speak about hell. And hell is real. And it's described as a place of pain and torment and fire. And quite simply that. Okay, secondly, Jesus is voicing a common belief amongst people. You know, that if someone came back, as they might call it, from the afterlife, and that would be their words, if someone came back from the afterlife and told them what it was like on the other side, that's how people might describe it, then they'd believe in God and in heaven. People kind of think that if someone came back from the other side and told me what it was like, then I would believe it. You know, which is why some of them visit fraudulent mediums and uh, feel that they're going to find out something. Of course, it's all a, it's all a fraud. It's all the work of demons, but, but that's what they want. They want to know what is on the other side. But in reality, Jesus' story tells us that they wouldn't believe at all. Too often, like me buying a cheap tablet, people hear what they want to hear, see what they want to see, and believe what they want to believe. And the Bible contains warning after warning about the judgment to come. And the Bible contains plea after plea for people to turn to Christ and receive forgiveness and escape from hell. You know, once, like you, I was kind of facing this way and I was following my own directions going in this way. And then at some point, I had to turn around and face Christ and follow him. You know, 
The warnings are there for us to repent. Repentance doesn't mean saying sorry. People, some people think if repentance means you say sorry. Repentance doesn't mean saying sorry. Repentance means you're going in this direction and you turn around and now you're going in that direction towards Jesus. That's what repentance means. It means turning around. It means doing something completely differently. The warnings are there to repent. But for many, these warnings are ignored. And then thirdly, how right Abraham's words are. They will not be convinced even if someone rises from the dead. With the, hindsight, with the benefit of hindsight, we can see exactly what Abraham was referring to. Do I need to spell it out? Well, I will anyway, just in case. Someone has risen from the dead. That's the punchline, isn't it? Even if someone was to rise from the dead, people would not believe. Well, someone has risen from the dead. Jesus has risen from the dead. But people are not convinced. They'll go to hear a medium, make false claims of contacting people from the dead. But by and large, they won't listen to the only one who has returned from the dead. This is the resurrection that we are celebrating today. The resurrection of Jesus Christ. That's what we're celebrating today. You know, and perhaps for those of us who are Christians, maybe occasionally we need to be reminded of the awfulness of hell in order to be able to fully appreciate, firstly, the joyfulness of our rescue through the cross and the resurrection of our Savior. When we begin to just consider the awfulness of hell, we get into perspective the wonder and the greatness and the joy of our salvation. But also, maybe the awfulness of hell will spur us on to reach as many people as we can with the rescue plan of heaven. As we consider you know, the, the awfulness of hell, we can begin to think we need people to be rescued from that. God, move our hearts. God, stir us in our spirit to want to see people rescued from that awful place. That's the good news of Jesus Christ, that, that that's possible. May many find forgiveness and entry into heaven on that day through us speaking to them about Jesus. Now, as I say, for many of us, this is, this is common news to us. It's not new. It's still good news, and it's great to be reminded of it, but, but it, it isn't new to you. You knew it when you came into this place. But I just felt that I needed to bring this, this message this morning. Um, and, you know, we've been encouraged to bring gospel messages, to, to, to preach again the gospel and see people saved and brought into a relationship with God. So that's why I'm doing it. And it might be that there is one person who would like to, for the first time, enter into the joy of the resurrection on this Easter day. 
And if you do, if that's uh, if you if if that's you, if you are wanting to come into a first time relationship with Jesus, then let let me lead you in a prayer of faith in Jesus and repentance from sin. If you'd like to do that, and then we're going to finish, and James is going to come back and just lead us in a uh, another song of of worship. So, firstly, is there anybody? who needs to respond to a call to give their lives to Jesus on this Easter morning. It may be that all of you know Jesus, which is fine, but I want to give the opportunity in case there isn't. Okay, that's good. But let's rejoice in the salvation that we have. Actually, hell is real and we've been rescued from it. That's good news. That's good news. That was where we were going. That was what we deserved. And Jesus has rescued us from it. Praise God. Okay, James.